Welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. It is Sunday afternoon. This is typically when I record. I just got back from taking Rocket on a walk and playing fetch outside, and now I'm just trying to take the day and relax and get some stuff done, and um, I'm excited to just sit down and record this chatty type episode. Um, Last episode, I kind of talked about how I wanted to change up the podcast format and do more kinds of videos like this, solo episodes with different topics um, and not so much guest format for the time being. I think I'll still have guests on, but we'll probably be just like a different time. I think I'm trying to really just lean into my intuition and what feels good and stop like following different formats that I see and if I really listen to the types of conversations and like fun and topics that I want to bring to the podcast what would that look like so that's where the change is coming from and I'm excited for this one I did a poll on my Instagram stories and I purposely put like a more chatty light fun type of topic on one end and then I had more of like a self-care personal growth type topic and everyone wanted this episode about unpopular opinions. So I think that means that we're ready and feeling the change on the podcast. I'm excited for this one. I have like 11 unpopular opinions of my own that I want to share. And some of them are like pretty light and some of them are more like deep rooted and like have some more backstory to them. So I'm excited to chat through and um, I hope you guys share some of your unpopular opinions with me too because I think they're fun. Not to say that like we need to be sharing all of the polarizing unpopular opinions that we have. That's not what I'm saying at all. And you'll kind of get that from the list that I have. They're, They're still pretty light and that's why I like them. They're fun. And it's fun to hear like the things that people feel strongly about that other people are just like not on the same page about. I really like relaxed, chatty type podcasts that I can listen to on a walk or in the shower, doing chores, just something light to keep me entertained and maybe like get through a task that I'm really not wanting to do. So I hope that this is kind of an episode like that for you. I'm going to take a deep breath and make sure that I am talking slowly at a normal pace because I tend to talk too fast. I'm working on that. Before we get into the unpopular opinions, I want to share my high and low for the week. I think they're fun. I like doing these little check-ins and seeing like what people are up to and really like what was good and bad about their week. So my low, I'll start with a low. Um, Thursday, I had a really bad mental health day and feeling really overwhelmed with work and the home renovations that we're working on for our investment property and just getting ready to move at the beginning of January prepping for the holidays, um, making sure that I have like Christmas presents. And I definitely tend to get overwhelmed easily. It's something that I've been working on, but we're just in a really busy season of life. And I don't think that I was particularly ready for it. Like if I would have my way, we would have like a season of rest after the wedding and after some other like big life stressors that we've had in the last few years. And um, just feeling like very, very ready to slow down and We're not quite there yet, but I'm hoping that we will be soon and I'm excited to move in and have it be a little bit more easy to work on the renovations because right now the our apartment where we live is like 30 minutes away from the house that we're renovating. So it's just really hard to go back and forth and um, it's just taking up a lot of our time. 
But anyway, my high for the week, um, I got to go to a fun bar here in Denver with one of my friends and catch up on Friday night. She's just on the same wavelength as me for a lot of things and we always just can talk forever and ever about creative things and different projects we're working on and I always love like having one-on-one time with friends because I feel like I really get um, filled up by those conversations and really inspired by my friends and what they're doing and learning from them and I just love quality time so much and the bar was super fun. It was called Ghost Donkey here in Denver. It's by Union Station. If you're in the Denver area, I would definitely recommend. Um, We went to Union Station first and got a drink at the Terminal Bar, which is just the bar that they have in the Union Station. There's like a big Christmas tree this time of year, lots of lights and decorations and really just festive drinks and fun atmosphere. And then the bar itself is um, kind of like a speakeasy feel. We couldn't really find it at first. I actually had to call Taylor and tell him that we couldn't find it so he could tell me where to go um, because it's a little hidden and then they just have like pink neon lights and they have Christmas lights all on the ceiling and just really cute vibe and um, it was Friday night so it was pretty loud the music was pretty loud but they had really fun like tequila cocktails and amazing nachos Like nachos are kind of like whatever, you know, but these nachos were seriously good. So if you're looking for a fun spot in Denver, I would definitely recommend that if you're if you're around. It definitely helped me, you know, get in better spirits from the day before on Thursday, which was my low. Obviously, I wasn't feeling that great. So it was just fun and refreshing to get out. All right, let's get into some unpopular opinions. The first unpopular opinion that I have is you don't need a gratitude journal. I definitely understand how this is helpful for a lot of people and that it's like a highly recommended practice to get into, but I personally have tried this gratitude journal tactic on and off for like several years and something's not sticking with me. Something that I heard recently, I forget where, but I think it was Ed Milet. He talks about this, but instead of like a gratitude journal, maybe it was Jay Shetty. Yeah, I think it was Jay Shetty on the Goop podcast that I shared a few weeks ago. It's really good if you haven't listened to it, but he talks about how instead of a gratitude journal, he tries to show gratitude in the morning or make a point to show and express gratitude throughout the day. And he talks about how gratitude is something that you give to people and you show it and you express it. And for me, like writing a list in my journal is I'm not connecting to it as much. So I am getting in the practice of showing gratitude in different ways, whether that's like an intentional moment with my husband or like writing him a little note on our whiteboard or sending a text to someone um, saying that I'm thinking about them or like checking in on someone. That to me helps me connect the things in my life and the people in my life than a list in my journal. So you don't need a gratitude journal, but I think a lot of people do like them and would recommend them. And I think it does work for a lot of people, but not for me. All right, the second unpopular opinion that I have is that sports are extremely uninteresting. I think sports and like sport culture is like the wildest thing that the world has ever invented. It's like so complex for so many different sports. And sometimes when like football's on the TV and I don't know, people are like riled up about a play or something or a call that the ref made and I'm like, that's insane. The whole thing is insane to me and that we put all these players on pedestals and like really feel connected to them. Like I think sports are the same as like Hollywood to some people. It's also like equally insane in this whole culture that we've completely made up. And if you just think about it, I think it's wild. 
I've tried to like sports for a long time and I guess I like going to events like I like the atmosphere and it's fun if you're at like the stadium or whatever um, I still think baseball is like really really boring even in person and it's not worth even like $15 tickets to me because I'm like why would I why I would just stay home and do something else there's so many other things I would rather do than sports or watching them and especially football games are so long it's like four hours long for a game and specifically sports announcers like that there are there's so many people whose job is just to narrate what's happening on the field and have an opinion about it I just think it's so comical to listen to some of the stuff they say and just like broing out on tv talking about sports I think sports are really dumb and really uninteresting I think the olympics are cool It's kind of like a different caliber of sporting event, but I don't like football, don't like baseball, don't like basketball. I don't like team sports and I don't like watching them on TV. All right, my third unpopular opinion is that making your bed is a waste of time. I do not think that we need to make our beds every single morning and I know that that's common piece of advice that I hear a lot for high performers or, you know, like getting your shit together, being productive, like start the day and make your bed. I do not subscribe to this idea. I understand the principle like clear space is a clear mind and and all that jazz but I don't work in my room unless I'm like working from my bed which I also do which requires me to not have my bed made (laughs) but I don't think making your bed is a good use of time for me because I don't really care one way or another. There are some days that I do want everything like prim and proper and neat and so I will make my bed but most days we honestly don't make our bed and we watch Shark Tank a lot and Mark Cuban was talking about how he never makes his bed and he like did the math on how many minutes in his lifetime he would spend making his bed and he was like I want to do something else with those minutes and that was really all I needed to hear to be like this is not important to me. And I don't really care if people think that it's a sign of like not being productive or not being like on your A game. I don't think making my bed has anything to do with that. So I don't think we need to make our beds. Okay, this next one, I feel like I could have a whole category or like subcategory of this episode for my food preferences because people get riled up about my food preferences and they always have my whole entire life. I have definitely always been a picky eater. I remember stories where my mom would say that she would have to hide different food in my Cheerios because I would only eat Cheerios. And then all through growing up, it was just like, it was always a thing for how picky I was or that I only ate the color white. I'm not proud of that, but I would eat like potatoes and rice and chicken and bread. And I just had a very bland palate for a lot, a lot of years. And I don't like sauces. I don't think ranch is worth it most of the time. Sometimes I like it now on like, a french fry maybe but honestly I think the fries are better without sauce um I don't like chick-fil-a sauce I eat my nuggets without any sauce I don't like ketchup never have I don't like anything on my burgers I just get cheese and nothing else I like a garlic aioli if there's ever like a sandwich or fries or something with garlic aioli then that's probably like my sauce of choice but I think I this is just a really unpopular opinion I think sauces just overpower everything that I'm eating. Like if I wanted to eat sauce, then I would just eat sauce. But I don't want it to cover up the taste of my chicken nugget or the taste of my burger or anything. Like I just think that it is so overpowering and I feel that way. That's why I like a lot of things that are plain because I just feel like it's too complex. And I personally think that's because I've grown up with like this very bland palate and I think that it takes away the flavor. So if there's too much going on, then I can't taste what the food actually tastes like 
So I don't like to put sauces on things. I'm a very plain Jane gal when it comes to food. I think that one's really funny because people seriously just get really upset if you don't like sauce or like they can't comprehend why I would not like ranch on my pizza. And I don't like ranch on my pizza. I like plain cheese pizza. That's it. Not a big fan of salsa for the same reason. I just like plain chips. It sounds weird to say it out loud because I know that this is not how most people have like their preference, but I don't know. I am who I am. I have branched out a lot in other foods that I eat. Obviously, I'm not just eating like potatoes and chicken and rice. Um, I know I've talked a lot before about how we eat a lot of vegan meals at home. We try to eat vegan like during the week, um, Monday through Friday, and then we'll kind of like not really think about meat that much if we're going home for the holidays we kind of break outside of that but it's just like one of our habits and routines that we get into at home but I've obviously like branched out and eat a lot more vegetables than I used to but with sauces I think it's like why would I push myself to like them when they're not that good for you in the first place like I don't need to like them I don't need to like mayo that much I don't need to like ranch like everybody else does. I don't really need to like ketchup. It's only adding like more sugar and like processed stuff to my meals. So I don't really see a point in trying to like them more. So I think it's a great thing. And if you're my friend, you always get some extra sauce because you know I'm not going to eat it. Okay, so since we talked about like some food unpopular opinions that I have, I have two that are in the beverage category too. So one is that black coffee is not good and same with beer. I think everyone goes through a phase if you're a coffee drinker where you're like, yeah, drinking black coffee is so like badass and I just need it straight, like just the caffeine. I went through a phase like that too. And you know what? It didn't make me more productive or feel better about myself. Like just made me enjoy my coffee less. There's a few simple pleasures that we get on the daily. And for a lot of people, it's our morning cup of coffee. And I'm like a one cup gal. I'm not drinking coffee all day. So I just want a cup of coffee with oat milk and some sugar-free sweetener in it. (laughs) Whether that's stevia or like some other sugar-free thing. um, That's what I like in my coffee. Maybe some cinnamon, maybe some vanilla. But drinking black coffee is not good to me and it actually hurts my stomach more than if I put some oat milk in it. I have like a hard time digesting black coffee and I tried for a long time to like it and I don't so I'm over it. Same thing with beer. I don't think beer is good. I think it's heavy. I think it does not taste that great. I definitely don't like IPAs. I don't really get why people like it. I have tried. Like I have tried. There's probably like three years in my life that I would accept a beer if someone offered it to me or if we were going to breweries and stuff like I would get a beer. Now I'm like, where's the cider on the menu? Where's that one alternate drink for people like me who hate beer? (laughs) Like that menu was made for me. I would much rather have like a cocktail or a vodka soda at least or literally anything other than beer. I don't feel good when I drink it and it's not worth the taste or calories to me, so I'm done with it. No more beer. Okay, my next unpopular opinion, we're at like seven right now. This one is a little bit more philosophical maybe, but but I think discipline is overrated. So let me expand on that a little bit because that like headline, discipline is overrated, Um, It's kind of like a reactionary statement, but let me explain. I think discipline is overrated because I think intuition is better. And I would much rather spend time cultivating my intuition than I would discipline. Discipline I do think is important, but I am not someone who does well when 
I have to do something that I don't want to do or I feel that it's really like misaligned or it's not what I need that day or whatever that is. So I have personally spent so much time over the last five years trying to understand and tune into my intuition and really learn like what it means to follow my intuition because I think intuition can breed discipline, meaning if I think like, oh, I really don't want to work out today, sometimes my intuition will tell me like, yes, Sarah, you actually do need some rest and you could really benefit from slowing down and not working out today because rest is actually going to be more fulfilling and more energizing than it is to do a cardio workout or something like that. Where discipline might say, you don't want to work out today, that's too bad because you've committed to working out today and now you're changing your mind and that's completely unacceptable. Like that doesn't feel good. So honing into my intuition has actually helped me because I found that my intuition always isn't just going to be my initial thought. Like if I'm thinking like, man, I'm really tired today. And then if I really take a scan of how I'm doing and what I could really benefit from, I might actually recognize, you know what, you've really been in your head today and moving your body and doing a workout actually is going to be the best thing for you. And I think you should do it. Like that is also my intuition speaking to me. So I think it's more beneficial to tune into your intuition more and really cultivate like your relationship with your intuition because we have a lot of different voices in our heads. And for me, that's more effective than like bulldozing my life with discipline because that feels icky to me sometimes because I maybe don't have the energy or it really is a misaligned action and I don't really need to do it. I think it definitely depends on the person. I think some people react really well to discipline and that's how their brain works and they can form new habits and respond really well to saying like, no, I'm just going to practice discipline and do things that I don't want to do anyway. I think that there is lessons to be learned in that, but I think that intuition feels better. Okay, the next one is about college. And I realize that I am speaking from a point of privilege in this area because I had a lot of help from my family that I'm extremely grateful for because I do think that college was definitely important with my growth career-wise and I needed it. I needed my degree in order to get where I am today even though like my degree was in family studies and human services and now I work in influencer marketing like they're very unrelated but I do think having my degree helped me get to where I am today. And I am extremely grateful for my family for helping me do that. And um, the friendships that I made and just my college experience was pretty great. So I'm really glad that I was able to have that. But I do think that times are changing and college is just getting more and more expensive. And I think it's just going to be more and more not important in terms of getting jobs and career because trade schools are becoming more credited and like taken seriously with different fields of work especially like in the tech industry and coding and just seeing what you can do in other ways and having that being like respected and legitimized in the workforce as well I think that's the the main thing like it's making less and less sense for people to get a college education when it puts them in like severe debt and harder to build a life for themselves because they spent so much money and have to work for like decades to pay off their student loans. I think there's like a little bit of a shift going on there. So I definitely think it's not as important as it used to be and it's not worth the money to me. I definitely think it is for some like career paths and industries. I do think like formal 
education is super important. Like obviously you can't be a doctor (laughs) unless you go to college and med school and stuff. But for other industries, especially in the tech industry, I don't think it's as important. And there's a lot of self-taught people. And there's a lot you can do to really prove your worth to a company and get um, credentials outside of a formal education. So that's really all I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to like knock it and not trying to be ungrateful for my college experience and the degree that I did get and the help that I had from my family in order to do that. I just think times are changing and it's very, very quickly not going to be worth the money for a lot of industries. Okay, next on the unpopular opinion list, I'm not doing a great job of like numbering these, but I mean, we're just going down the line here. So the next one is that Disney is also for adults and there's like a whole culture about Disney adults. And I just think it's really stupid to like knock on someone who knows how to tap into their inner child and like likes to have wonder and excitement and fun in their lives like by way of Disney stuff. I think that's just really silly to get down on people about that. I've always loved Disney. My family has been to Disney like so many times. Um, My mom really loves Disney and just very much grew up with like Disney around us and I worked on a Disney cruise I auditioned once to be a Disney princess and I love Disney like I wouldn't classify myself as someone who's like quote-unquote a Disney adult but I like Disney I would go there as an adult I wanted to go there for a honeymoon I almost got Taylor to go with us because it was like one of the only places we could go when COVID was still like very much a thing around our wedding but restrictions got lifted right at the last minute and we decided to go to Tulum, Mexico instead. But I just think it's fun. I mean, the brand did a really great job of creating this like magical place that really does feel magical and helps people tap into their child and just have a little bit more play and fun. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. So I think it's really weird that there's this whole vibe about Disney adults that's like uncool or something is wrong with them for not like growing up Peter Pan syndrome type stuff. And I just think it's not fair. I don't think it's childish to like childlike things. Like it's a whole experience. If if you have not gone to Disney World as an adult or like if you've never been, then I just don't think you get it because it's actually really fun and it's probably more fun without kids, honestly. Like, let me take you to Disney World because I know all the parks. I don't need a park map. I know exactly where we're going. And there's a lot of places that are specifically made for adults because they're like combating this narrative that Disney is only for kids. So yeah, Disney is not just for kids and it's actually really fun. The next unpopular opinion is sometimes you aren't enough. And I'm not saying like you're not enough as a human because we're all enough, like we're doing a lot. Like if you're a human, like you're enough, you don't need to be doing more. And it's not, I don't say this to perpetuate the idea that you're not enough and that you need to keep doing more and more to prove yourself to the people in your life or to get where you want to be. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that sometimes like this combative narrative that like you are enough can almost lead to entitlement sometimes. Like if you have specific goals and maybe like people think like, well, I should be able to do this or I should already be there. And then like you look at the steps and the work that they've actually done to to get where they want to be. And it's like, you didn't do enough. It's not enough. I think a good example of this one is maybe with job interviews or a job that you didn't get. Um, this has happened to me before when I've like applied for things that are maybe like outside of my skill set. And obviously I'm still enough as a human. Not getting a job doesn't mean that I'm like not good enough in life, but it might mean that I don't have the skill set or I'm not good enough to have that role just yet. If I need to, you know, build my skills to be more qualified for a job or 
if I need to build my skills to, you know, continue to work towards the goals that I have, then I think it can be kind of dangerous to think like that you just are always doing enough and you kind of have to find this balance of what is enough and what's too much like what is pushing yourself too much and what is not doing enough because there is a balance like there are certain things that we all have to do to reach the goals that we want to get to and sometimes it's being really really honest and saying like you're not doing enough to get there and that's something that I've like done to myself and that's why I'm putting it on this list because I've had to be real about myself like if I really want to have a career online then how am I going to do that is it enough to just consistently post on Instagram on my like regular grid and that's it like no it's honestly not enough with the industry the way that it is now and I think that sometimes we can get really frustrated if we feel like we're doing a lot um, and then it's not getting us where we want to be but I think yeah just being really honest with ourselves about where we do need to improve to reach the goals that we have and recognizing that like we are enough as human beings and we should feel valued and enough like to our core but sometimes with the goals that we have like maybe we're not doing enough to get there and that could be like habits or tactical things like skill sets but it could also be like mindset and daily habits that are maybe holding us back for where we want to be and we have to change those it's not enough to keep doing exactly what we're doing all right we have made it to the last unpopular opinion and this last one I know like for some of these there's like a a group of people that's going to agree with me and then a group of people that don't but I think for the majority people don't like country music and I like country music I mean I'm from Kansas I haven't always liked country music I remember when I was in fifth grade and one of my best friends was really into country music and we listened to it when her mom would drive us around and I just got really into it and I've listened to country music ever since and now it's something that's really nostalgic to me and there are some songs that are just like god-awful embarrassing and I hate them and they're really bad and cringeworthy but even those it's like just nostalgic and funny to me I went to an agriculture school in Kansas, Kansas State University, and um, just a lot of cowboys around that town. And so it's just a nostalgic thing to me. Um, Taylor and I's wedding song was a country song, and it's just like a feel-good genre to me, especially in the summertime, especially if you're tailgating. So don't not country music. Um, Not that you have to take it so seriously. I think that's maybe why people hate it sometimes because they're like, how could you honestly like this song? It's like, well, kind of everyone likes it ironically. It's not like, oh, this country song is like full of, you know, magic and made me feel so much. It's a lot of storytelling and it's just a lot of like lighthearted songs and about nothing and they're fun. So I like country music, especially country music today. It's pretty poppy. There's a lot of blending and blurring of the lines between country music and pop and rock and other genres. I mean, Taylor Swift started as a technically country artist, but even her old songs were like very poppy still. So the genre has grown a lot and there's just something about it. For this week's episode, all of my unpopular opinions, I want to know your unpopular opinions. So I'm definitely going to post something on Instagram this week and ask for y'all's unpopular opinions. Like I said, I think they're pretty fun. I have a lot of food ones. I feel like I could do a whole episode on, again, like my food preferences alone, but I tried to mix in some heavier, like philosophical thoughts with also just some fun um unpopular opinions for sure make sure that you're following me on instagram at the tea please podcast if you're not already 
would love to talk to you guys. One of the most fulfilling things about this podcast is being able to actually connect with you over on Instagram and talk to you in my DMs. And I like to do little surveys and stuff because I just love getting to know you guys and what you like and what you listen to. So if you have ideas for new episodes, I would love to hear them. If you liked this episode or any other episode of the Tea Please podcast, make sure you leave a review. And more importantly, make sure that you're clicking follow if you listened to this one. And um, go ahead and click follow wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. They come out on Mondays because I like Mondays. And it's just like a great way to start your week. I have like a crazy busy week coming up this week. We're traveling somewhere fun, which I'm sure you'll see over on Instagram as well. I'm not going to tell you where till we actually get there so hopefully you can guess where we're at but um, lots of stuff happening before the holidays and it's just a busy week so I hope you have a great one we're like mid-December at this point we're almost to the finish line and into a new year hopefully you're able to find pockets of rest pockets of time to reflect and really look towards the future and what you want to accomplish and how you want to feel next year that's what I'm trying to do it can definitely be a little bit tricky with the holiday season and just how busy December notoriously is Um, but I hope that you're finding some time to do that and I will talk to you in the next episode (laughs) 